welcome back to another episode of My Life in Games with Silas and Sage. Hi. I'm the Sage guy. <laughs> That's right, the Sage guy, the Sagey Sage. <laughs> As always, let's uh, take some time to uh, catch up on what we've been playing and uh, you know what we've been up to. Uh, I, well, I guess I'll, I will go first. Um, <laughs> man, it has been a... It's been a busy couple of weeks for for old Sage. A lot of a lot of real life stuff going on right now. Um, the 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 game situation kind of stays the same. I think uh, still playing through ESO. Although I've killed I've killed the Morrowind content. It is dead. It is gone. It is over with. Um, <laughs> you have it murdered is it. Done. I've murdered it. <laughs> and uh, so now I'm just playing the rest of the the downloadable content that I didn't get to play before. Um, still playing the division. I think PTS three is is uh, well underway as of yesterday. So lots of new updates and stuff going on with the uh, public test server on division. So everybody's really hyped about that. But it's other than that, it's kind of been crazy. I've been all over the place. Uh, IRL the past couple of weeks. I haven't had as much time to game as I would like. So we're getting home now, settled, and uh, booting up the devices, getting everything updated, so I can I can party hard this week in the game world. Ah, oh, that's always good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, much much partying of the hard. Yes, uh, I think for me, um, I have completely set aside Zelda for now, as I finally did actually uh, pick up Disgaea, as I was talking about in the uh, in the last episode. I was talking about picking that up, which I actually did right after we uh, recorded it. I went and bought that shit, <laughs> and uh, I've been playing that, and it's a great fun strategy. RPG game, but I have a good time with it, and I actually um, streamed it because that's going to be my regular Wednesday stream. Now is is going to be Disguise. I had a good time with it, and of course some extra streams. Um, probably go back to Zelda a little bit later, but for right now it's a it's a nice break. It's it's good fun, and of course uh, last Friday was uh, Mario Kart. But we have new things on the horizon, at least coming up for me. Uh, Splatoon 2, which by the time this episode uh, goes live, will already be out, and I'll probably have already streamed it. <laughs> And that will probably become my regular Friday stream instead of Mario Kart, at least for a little while, because it's new and shiny. <laughs> yeah, you're cutting it cold turkey, too, like right into it. That's awesome. Uh, you know, yeah, I might still go back and, 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 and play a little bit. It's, it's going to depend. Um, Friday might actually be like a split thing. Uh, but because of my working schedule, I have a tendency of missing um, the Gunslinger Bar League. I usually, by the time I get home and eat and take care of my dog and start playing, it's usually just ending. So, and at that point, I know with with Splatoon coming out, a lot of the GS guys are are, are getting that game along with a few other people I know, and so that's where they're going to be. They'll they'll play Mario Kart and they'll jump over to that. So, you know, I'll, I'll be right there with them playing Splatoon because that's where everyone's going to be. <laughs> Peer well, pressure. You, yeah, well, I know you loved. Uh, you've been loving some Mario Kart. Do you feel like yeah. it's a it's a time for a change? Just in general, though, like this also works out because you you have been streaming it every Friday, and it feels good to switch it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does feel good to switch up, uh, throw something fresh. Again, I'll probably work back at it, maybe do some extra streams or whatever. Um, and actually, I will be, Friday nights won't just be a stream. So I have it planned to do a co-stream with my fellow gunslinger, uh, Neutron. Shout out to Neutron! So we'll be uh, we'll be doing some some co-streaming on on Mixer, um, so you get to see both points of view. Here I go, turn the page. <laughs> Except for I'm gonna have I'm gonna have music requests and fun buttons to push. <laughs> that is one thing. Can hey, that, can we break into a little Mixer talk before we get into some of our sure. other subjects? Sure, uh, go for it. 
that is one thing I've really enjoyed about your about your streams over there. And again, the guys, this isn't shameless plugging. I'm just I'm learning quite a bit more about Mixer through Silas Experience. And one thing that's really cool is being able to press those buttons that the that the streamer sets up, and they you know they pop something up on the screen. Um, in Silas' case, uh, it's a it's a GIF. Uh, am I going to get in trouble for saying GIF? I don't. It goes both ways, doesn't it? Some people say GIF. Some people say yeah. GIF. It's, yeah, either it's, way. The G stands for graphics, so G makes sense to me, but, you know, I don't yeah. say graphics, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> graphics. Um, so you, you press a button on there, and of course it costs you points, and you have a, a GIF that pops up with some music or some type of interactivity that the streamer sees, and, and then there's this reaction to it. We talked a little bit about that before. That is so much fun. That is so much fun, and I, I would... I wish that Twitch would do something like that, and I don't think I don't think they will anytime soon. Um, unfortunately, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but that is that is so cool, and 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 adds quite a bit of interactivity to to what you do, man. How have yeah. you been like? And I know you've you said you've made some adjustments and you've added new buttons and changed buttons around. Like how how has that part of it been for you? Um, it's it's been pretty easy. It just it takes once you get used to how to set them up, it's a lot easier. But the first couple when you try to do them can be a little weird. It also depends on what you're using because you have a couple of different options for what you uh, you can use to set them up. Um, there's some people that don't even do like uh, visual things. It's all basically like a giant sound, an interactive soundboard. Um, and I kind of want to add some stuff that's just sounds for like less points at a, at a later point too, just because um, I like to have more stuff. More stuff. Give me more. <laughs> Give me the things. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and I like to have options for people, but um, each of those buttons, of course, has a cooldown so that way people don't overspam it. And that's like all you're seeing is just a bunch of shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, I, and I really haven't had to adjust the cooldowns. I think so far there really hasn't been any complaints on the on the cooldown times or or anything that I've set. Um, so that's good. Um, um, but I find it, it's 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 pretty easy to set up. There was one stream I did where I actually forgot to connect my interactive board like for the first. 30 minutes because I was so focused on getting the stream started because I was running behind that I forgot to do that. <laughs> mm. um, but it's it's okay. Um, unfortunately, a couple people did uh, did miss it, but uh, I got it. Uh, I brought it up and it went to a couple seconds once I realized it and I brought it up because someone came in like, "Hey, where's your buttons at?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> where'd it go? Let me bring this up real quick." Well, that's really cool to me though. You know, the people come in, they see that they're not there and that they want them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, got, I got one person in particular that loves uh, pushing him, uh, Doctor Niggle, <laughs> one of my my, oh, my yeah. regulars. He he comes in. He's he's pretty cool. He's uh, usually uh, pre pretty active in the chat. Sometimes he disappears for a bit and you know kind of lurks, but uh, most times, at least for a little while, he'll be he'll be pretty active, which which is cool. Mo most of my viewers are usually, and then I got some that just like to lurk, and and that's cool too. Uh, but everyone likes to push those buttons, even if they're not necessarily um, chatting. So that, and and that's good too. And that's another thing that makes it another way to interact. If you just want to lurk, but occasionally you want to hit that button and, and make the streamer do something, that it makes it more fun. It's more yeah. entertaining. Exclamation lurk! <laughs> that is a command in my channel. I enjoy that one. I yeah. know you're I know you're watching, and <laughs> but you don't have to say anything other than exclamation lurk, and it'll say all you need to say. Yeah. Um, so there was some news that you you had texted me about. And uh, I started getting excited about it because this is a callback to uh, some of the olden, the olden gaming days. Yeah, very old for those of <clears> us that are that are old. And then there's a lot of people who may not even know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'll I'll let you talk about that. So, what? Uh, okay. How did you find it first of all, and then break us into it from there? 
actually um, one of the people, uh, one of my fellow gamers that I follow on Twitter, which I don't, I kind of streamline my follow, who I follow um, and stuff. And I have a tendency for removing people that just aren't very active or if you're just putting up a bunch of bullshit, then I, I don't. But anyway, uh, someone who I regularly interact with and, and follow had actually put it up on, on Twitter and, and I looked into it. And this is um, in relation to the Atari box. Yes, the company Atari that used to, well, kind of dominate video games back in the day and just fight with Nintendo before Sega. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, and they haven't made a new video game machine since, what, the Jaguar in like early 90s, 92, 93? That sounds right. Uh, so, so somewhere in there, and, and, and while it was it was a great concept, had power, and, and it, it could do things, um, maybe ahead of their time in, in that case, but uh, unfortunately... You have to be able to financially support said devices and, and, and have games that people want to play to bring them to it and advertise and things like that. And Well, yeah, they died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it became went the way of just software development, much like uh, Sega um, eventually <laughs> became, uh, sadly. However, Sega's been a lot more better with the software development days where you haven't seen too much come from Atari, although they have had a couple of games here and there slip out. Uh, to anyone who's actually paid attention, uh, but it, it's been few and few and far between. At least Sega, you can recognize Sonic and in, in things like that, uh, you know, mascots and things, which I think is part of what killed Atari. They never really had uh, a mascot or anything like that. Again, going back to uh, you know advertising and, and having that thing to draw people in. But anyway, they are making a a new console. Although, <sighs> what do we know about it, Silas? And that's <laughs> where my sigh comes in because. I'm not sure if they're trying to copy Nintendo or maybe be worse. I don't know. <laughs> but you show this box and then you don't say shit. <laughs> um, it, most of what you can find out about it is essentially one paragraph. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um it's you know, and, and you could look it up, and you'll and you, if you Google Atari box, you'll 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 see a bunch of a bunch of links, and, and you'll get information. But you can click pretty much any of those sources, and any one of them will pretty much tell you just about everything. I mean, a couple of them might be missing a couple small details, but other than that, um, there's not a whole lot known. Other than it is going to play a lot of classic stuff, which is which is pretty awesome. Uh, you know, um, how exactly if it's going to really do much for any of the classic stuff? If it's all just going to be downloadable or how they're going to handle that we don't fucking know we don't we don't even know what the fuck the controllers are going to look like which is something i'm extremely curious about (laughs) because that could be scary if they go true too retro with the fucking controllers please don't do that yeah we're at a point where it's finely tuned (laughs) at least all the controllers do have a general shape not like back in the xbox days you remember the original xbox controller and it was it was reminiscent of the dreamcast controller but on steroids which I kind of liked. I kind of liked it being big, but I have bigger hands, so tiny controllers with small buttons piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking specifically of button placement. Like the, there was yeah. that transition. You know, the only one that has never changed is Sony. I think they got it right off the bat. You know, they were correct. But um, there's been a lot of experimentation with how <laughs> where the buttons are and how it's. Uh, the controller itself is shaped and all that. And there were a mm-hmm. lot of retro controllers that I did not like. Like, and I yeah. wouldn't play the games because they'd make my hands cramp. You know, they're just, they're not, I got big hands. I wouldn't say I have really long fingers, but my hands are big. I have he, he-man hands. I yeah. can't, you know, yeah, the, that yeah, would be a shame. Thing, yeah, uh, there's this thing called curves that controllers have now. 
<laughs> I like those. What was the NES controllers? The rectangular. Oh, the fucking oh. square. Oh my god, god I, so I used to bad. kill me. That 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 was worse than some of the old Atari controllers because at least those had somewhat of. Even though there were some weird fucking designs, like I think it was the Atari seventy eight hundred or whatever. I don't know. I had one, and it had like it was like a long rectangular shape, and the joystick was on top, and the buttons were on the side. That actually wasn't too bad for what it was for being a two button thing with a with an analog stick. It it worked okay. It was kind of weird. But it worked. It was a lot better than the Nintendo's fucking little fucking rectangle shit that was mm-hmm. the start, and it was a good idea. And of course, it spawned our much better controllers that we have now. If it wasn't for that being having shitty sharp edges, people would have never innovated it on it and made it better. <laughs> so thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we don't know a whole lot about this box, and um, there's a lot of people already jumping in with with speculation, which does aggravate me a touch. Uh, because we don't know a lot, and people are just saying, well, it's just going to be a nice classic. Well, that's not entirely true, because Atari has come out and said that it will play more recent game-style-type deals. But that's about all they said, and um, I would have to pull it up to look at the exact wording, and I'm just too lazy to do that right now, plus my drink is in the other hand. So, yeah. And how do they define <laughs> most recent? Um, they, they really didn't. It was just kind of <laughs> like, it will play like current games or some shit like that. I don't remember the exact wording, but it mm. was pretty short, so it's like, okay, it's not just going to be retro stuff. It's essentially to say it's not just going to be retro stuff, but in what way are you talking recent? Are you talking like some, is it going to be like Android-based and play mobile stuff? Which wouldn't necessarily be bad, although I can think of some Android home systems that have failed called all of them so far to date. Mm. <laughs> um, the fucking Ouya, that thing fucking tanked hard. Um, and then whatever the fuck, who was it? There was somebody else that made one and i don't even can recall the fucking name of it that's how bad it did um but it was out it lasted like six fucking months and because they had uh, a walled garden type setup for the uh basically like a paywall for the app store or stuff that was terrible and so it just fucking died so hopefully they have a good plan with this and and hopefully they don't wait too long like nintendo to release solid information and that's mm. Well, I'm excited because, yeah, okay, the retro stuff is cool, and it would be awesome. And and, the, and if you look at the console, it's very much based like an old 2600 or something like that. Uh, it's got that kind of a look with, like, that wood grain and stuff look to it, which and it looks nice, and there's two different versions. And I actually kind of like the black and red one. I do. <laughs> um, as far as the look goes, but it's going to be a question of how soon they release more information on it and, and exactly what else this is going to do. Now, it has HDMI port. It does have an SD card slot, which... To me, sounds promising. That could be pretty cool, especially if you're talking it plays uh, classic games. You might be able to buy an SD card with like fucking couple hundred games on it, slap it in there, and boom. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, what are What are your thoughts, man? I mean, I know it's, you've kind of looked into it a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm here again. We use <laughs> the word weary quite a bit. Um, watch it be Watch it be the the, the first day of release. And it's like I had it. You know, here we go. We've got this. We've got this brand new by Atari box, and we're the first console to be run by Linux. And then I'm going to be really afraid. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've taken you not know, not because Linux is bad. Not because Linux no, is bad. No, not but, nothing against Linux, but um, you for know, gaming, the, it's... these these guys that come back out of out of nowhere. I feel like the time that we're in right now. In our generation, we love to hearken back to things, and they're using some of that momentum to 
because um, everybody wants a retro game system. Like the, the prices are more ridiculous than they've ever been in the past 20 years to get some of these retro game systems. So you see these old companies kind of popping back. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Sega announced that they're going to come out with a new console. Like nothing surprises me now because people are coming back. Um, <clears throat> but when they try and be too niche with it, so I, I look at it, I had an Atari, and it was great, but I don't have any feelings of romance around it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think of, yeah. that was my favorite system. Like, I think about my Master System or my Genesis or my Dreamcast. Like, I was in love with those consoles. They're just great. Um, I don't feel that way about the Atari. And the ambiguity around it makes me even not more happy fun time with it either. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and... Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic. I just, it, I'm not really, I'm not particularly interested in the console itself. It, if it's, if it's niche, if we're, if we're calling back, um, a, a Wii clone of some sort where they're, they're trying to be super niche. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the, I'm on the fence about it right now. We'll see what happens, um, as to whether or not I'll purchase one, uh, I guess that depends on timing as well. Right now, I think we were just talking about this when it came to, uh, wasn't Metroid? You know, yeah. they, they release so little information, kind of gives you an indication sometimes about when they intend to release it. How much information is available right now? This just feels like a 2019 release or 2018 <laughs> at, at the earliest, right? It's 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 hard to say. Um, again, with, with them being quiet, it's, it's hard to, to, to take guess. Although... They've said more about this Atari box than what we've heard about Metroid Prime 4, so <laughs> I will give them credit there, which is, in a way, scary. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I, I definitely agree agree with you and, and feel a lot along the along the same lines. Like, you know, I remember my, my original Atari, I remember having one, but then there was Nintendo, um, Super Nintendo Genesis. Uh, I think Super Nintendo and Genesis were probably the two systems I kept the longest and played the most of, um, a lot of which was due to, um, you know, I it was either because of couch co-op, uh, I could play shit with friends, um, or when I was by myself, I could rent an RPG. You know, my dad would take me up to fucking wherever, and I could go rent uh, some RPG games. Or once um, there was still rental places back when I could first got a fucking job and could work. Yeah, I'm that fucking old. Blockbuster and all that shit was still around. Uh, you know, uh, movie gallery and all that shit. Um, you know, I could go rent a game, you know, for a weekend if I didn't have any other plans or something going on, everybody bailed out on me, whatever. Um, you know, before I turned 16 and drinking and smoking pot was the thing to go do, <laughs> 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 you know, drinking, smoking and, and, and ladies. And then at that point, you know, life was a little bit different, but before then, uh, and you know, a little while after then, you know, cause you, you grow up, shit happens, or maybe you just find a way to legally do that shit either way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hey, I'm still drinking, but not drink and play video games. <laughs> um, you know, and of course, video games now aren't nearly um, quite the uh, stigma that it, that it once was, where people are like, "Oh, you're a gamer." Uh, I'm you know, gaming um, in my closet because you <laughs> <yeah>. had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, I, I could get you know one player RPGs and stuff. And at the time, that was a great escape for me, especially since you know I moved on around a lot. So at least until high school. I uh, moved around a lot and everything else. So, you know, growing up, I didn't always make a super ton of friends just because I knew I, I'm like, I was expected to move and such. So those RPG games and things that I played on, on Super Nintendo and, and Genesis were, you know, my escape and my way to just relax and not be pissed off at everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
So I killed monsters and murdered things and took over the world, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's not that's not a feeling that is often accurately recaptured, though, is it? And I think that, you know, when we're talking about the Atari, I don't think that there's much of a better example than that. Um, Atari was so was so groundbreaking for its time. Um, it didn't have the opportunity to really develop those I, I'll use romantic again, kind of those romantic games where you felt like as a gamer, you had to stay in the closet about it because you were teased relentlessly. And that, that situation may vary with other people. Uh, but for us and where we grew up, uh, essentially when we became friends, it wasn't, it was kind of frowned upon, like, you know, you, you were wasting time. So you had these particular games that helped you escape and, and, uh, you know, they kind of felt like you, they were your friends and Atari didn't really come out with anything that affected me in that way. So I don't feel no, I, th- I, don't I think p- particularly attached to it, you know. My better memory of Atari stuff actually wasn't so much with the home console. It was with the arcade machines they had. Because yeah. back in the day, arcade machines had way better graphics and were just, you know, insanely better than, than a home console. I mean, shit, you know, the Street Fighters and Tekkens and everything that eventually, you know, came out, our, our, you know, arcades were, were, were big. Of course, now our, our machines, we got powerful-ass PCs and everything else, and you don't really see much for game arcades these days. <laughs> no. No. But back in the day, it was, you know, go spend an evening, you know, the, the arcade, you know, and you get a couple of drinks or whatever, get, you got your quarters, go play some fucking games and, you know, have a good time. Um, and that's where, you know, anything Atari released for me was, it was arcade cabinets. That's where certain things, you know, stuck out for me that I, that I enjoyed um, playing. I think arcades are, speaking of arcades, they're kind of coming back in the form of the barcade. Barcades <laughs> are, are kind of popping up all over the place where, you know, it's a, it's a full and open bar and it's also full of arcade games and stuff that you play. Um, right. uh, they've, this the millennial generation has found a way to try and recapture some of that. So I, I'm actually I haven't had the opportunity to go to a barcade, but I think um, in reference directly to Atari, it was the arcade scene that made the game so cool. Like yeah, there was the hardware piece of it. It was better than what you could play at home, but it was also the the event of it. Like you would go there. I was game with Weezer. I was talking about this with him not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. It was go to each arcade and beat the king there, and then you went to the next arcade and beat the king there, on on whatever yep. game. So you had you know these 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 guys doing their own little conferences, <laughs> going around to the arcades and doing that. Yeah, essentially, yeah, it was like your own little tournament type deals, and yeah, yeah. But I don't know, you know, that, that's I, how we did shit old school before everybody was connected, man. <laughs> yeah, before they were connected, man. Get off my lawn, man. Um, so that being such a big aspect, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to recapture that particular part of the feeling with a home console, uh, which was kind of a kind of a staple for you. And now that I'm thinking about it, kind of a staple of of uh, growing up in that generation. So how do you recapture that at home? It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, yeah, um, it'll definitely be different. I think they're going more for for a nostalgia thing as far as the um, playing the old games. And I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, what else that's going to bring with it if they're going to do any sort of like online connectivity for the stuff that was like co-op because there were a lot of games on Atari back in the day that were our, you know co-op so if they're doing classic shit are you going to be able to do like some sort of strange like I don't know uh, I'm trying to think of some games like uh, God well of course a lot of stuff was like back and forth so I don't know it's uh, the only games I can really think of off the top of my head 
because I played a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, you had like the old asteroids and shit like that. But that was like you know, one person goes and the other person goes. That's how they did a lot of the two player back then. There wasn't too much uh, co-op at the same time. No, that'd be interesting to find out though. Who, what was the first game that did co-op at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Was it Pac-Man? So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, you know, it's become interesting, but I'm also interested and curious to see what this whole, like, current, like, games thing idea is. Are they going to start making new games and putting it exclusively on this new console that's, you know, got this retro look? Or is it, you know, it's a lot of questions, a lot of questions, and we're not going to know for a little while. Hopefully, uh, some more information trickles out, and when it does, uh, of course, we'll fucking talk about it. Yeah. but so anyway. a, a mixed a mixed bag on the Atari thing with nostalgia. Uh, yeah. Could it be good? Could it be bad nostalgia? I'm not exactly sure. But there is something that has recently come out that we feel pretty sure about <laughs> uh, yeah. on the nostalgia train. And what we're seeing right now are some streamers streaming Destiny 2 beta. Yes, yes. I actually watched uh, watched one for a couple of hours today over on Mixer. Um, yeah. First impression, Silas? Uh, it's a lot like Destiny. <laughs> 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 um, you know, it very much you know looks the same. Um, it kind of looks like they take they took some of the the assets and uh, maybe you know gave a little more detail that kind of thing. So it does look a little bit prettier. Um, and I have heard that the PC version, um, if you have a 4K display, uh, is just fucking gorgeous, which I, I believe that. They take a lot of pride. In, and Destiny has always looked good. They've always done good with the aesthetic. But this, from what I saw, because the, the streamer he went through, he did some PvP. He did some. He did a strike. Yeah, and I watched him do uh, the little storyline bit that they let you play, which is like one little uh, tidbit section. And... It looks a lot like Destiny, which I guess is is good, in the fact that okay, at least they're they're keeping to one thing, but it's almost bad because I I didn't see a whole lot of new, and that's well, you kind ex- of scary. Can you explain what you mean by um, it looks the same? I again that that's. <clears throat> Uh, okay. What is what is it like a feeling? Is like you look at it and it's a feeling. Like I'm just thinking from an outside perspective. So we're gonna have we're gonna have Destiny fans out there. And granted, I, I like Destiny, like the 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 vanilla story. But then the yeah. vanilla story ended, and there was there was a huge gap there, and that's what kind of disconnected me from it. And the, nothing that came yeah. out afterwards really brought me back. So I'm just thinking of people that are listening to the podcast. And they're like, well, of course it looks the same. It's in the same universe. Uh, Halo well, 1, 2, yeah. 3, and 4. Um, yeah. Almost too much the same. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of new assets. Like, even the areas, it looks very recycled, is I guess the best term. So, I, for me, from what I've seen so far, it feels like not so much... Okay, how do I put this without being too... Ne- I'm not trying to be negative about this, but just the impression that I got. And this isn't to be negative, and I'm not trying to hate Destiny here. Because I, I played the crap out of the original Destiny. It was a lot of fun. And I may even play Destiny 2 for a while. At least until um, another game comes out uh, next year that is uh, going to be a lot of fun. We talked about this in the last uh, podcast, Anthem. But anyway, oh, Anthem. <laughs> back to Destiny. Um, you know, I just I feel like they're going to World of Warcraft with this shit. Except instead of charging an expansion price, Destiny 2 feels more like, at least from what I've seen, it looks more like, okay, we're giving you 
this expansion for Destiny 1 and kind of what Destiny 1 more should have been with some, you know, adjusted mechanics and whatnot, repackaging this shit and selling it to you for $60 and expecting you to get excited and buy yet another season pass for this fucking game. Yeah, I think I would rather them take another year or or even two years. And and I know the the platform itself more than likely couldn't handle that weight for, you know, another year to two years for for a much bigger release, but my initial feeling watching um watching game with Weezer stream this the other day was um this feels a bit rushed. Not that there's anything wrong with it, you know. I think the I think the Destiny fans are going to really enjoy it, and there's a lot of people really excited to get on the on the Destiny beta. Um, but it, it overall, it just kind of felt the same. I, I thought that there would be a new hook, uh, and as anybody that knows John Popper, the hook brings you back, and it's I'm not seeing a hook in the beta thus far that's going to bring me uh, back. Um, I don't see anything there that makes me want to pre-order it so I can be a part of the beta. Um, I don't so, know. Is that just me? <laughs> no. So, Am I so the kinda, only one? No. So kind of, I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly, Sage. So kind of what, what you're putting out there is, is, is for the people who are already Destiny fans, this is great. They're probably going to buy it. You know, they're already uh, already on board. But for people who aren't Destiny fans or, you know, if, if you haven't played it yet or, or you're someone who was thinking about coming back, it doesn't really show you anything to make you want to jump on that train. It's kind of what I'm understanding. Yeah. If you've never played it before, but your friends play it more than likely, you're going to play it. And, and, uh, you may stay or you may not, there's a 50, 50 in there, but if you didn't come back after, uh, destiny vanilla and cause you were like, eh, I didn't see anything in here. That's going to, to make those gamers do anything other than meh, I'll get it. If it goes on sale, um, granted, it's All not right. the whole game. We, we haven't really seen enough, but just initial impressions after watching, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of video was, uh, I was really expecting something, you know, a bit more earth shattering to, to bring in those people on the outside of it that haven't yeah. played since vanilla, but I, I didn't see it. Yeah. Part, so. part of, um, what I'm seeing is also, you remember we had this discussion about the first destiny and how it went from alpha to beta and the final release and how there wasn't a whole lot added in between and that's kind of i'm it looks almost like the same thing happening again where there there's only a little bit there and it's kind of and that also has to be on edge because i thought about picking it up just because i know a few people that are going to get it and of course peer pressure you know um and of course you know and, and even if a game even if you don't totally love it if your friends are playing it and you can play with them it makes it more fun plain and simple absolutely but if I'm gonna, I don't want to sink money into a game again. Uh, being an adult gamer and you know having to adjust, you know, uh, work time, game time, and, and all that stuff, and trying to fit things in. I don't want to waste my time if I'm just gonna end up putting this game down in like a month or so. Yeah, I feel I feel more like that now than I think I've ever felt. If if um, you know, some, <laughs> sometimes some of the guys that I play with, you know, we're we're playing this game, we're playing that game. You should totally get it. It's a lot of fun. And um, if Weezer's listening right now, he's going to know exactly what we're talking about with NHL. Unfortunately, I didn't get it, get to buy it while it was on sale on Xbox Live, so it went back up to like 40 bucks, and I didn't buy it. And I've watched him play NHL. I've never been much of a sports game kind of guy, but uh, I watched him play it, and um, and it's fun. You know, you 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 get into this group, and everybody switches games around. It makes you want to play. But now, even more. Speaking specifically of Destiny, I don't think this is a, an update that I'm going to buy anytime soon. 
even right. to play with friends, honestly. Because um, yeah. I've got too many games. I've got two or three games right now that I play I would consider full-time. Yeah. I don't have enough time to start up a whole new a whole new thing, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. And, and there's not enough of it to pull you away from one of your other full-time games is yeah. kind of what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, that, that that's how I feel. And I think for me, like, I like Destiny enough. I'm probably going to watch certain streamers play it if one of my friends streams it. And I don't feel like streaming or, you know, whatever. I could jump on my Switch and maybe play something and watch them at the same time and still kind of talk with them about it. But until I see something that's going to interest me enough, I'm not going to touch it. Now, Anthem, that's a whole other story. But um, as far as anything this year, I think, uh, again, with having the, the pick and choose, I'm actually more interested in Star Wars Battlefront 2. And playing that with some people this year, as opposed oh, yeah. to Destiny. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, so good. I will let you kind of take uh, the Star Wars uh, news away there a little bit. Uh, it's amazing, and it's gonna be incredible, and be a part of be a part of it. Um, so, just a couple of things, real quick. Um, if you've kind of been a little bit out of the loop on the Star Wars Battlefront Two, um, it's really around the bad guy. It's bad guy centric. Um, which is really cool. There's tons of videos out there. Definitely go and check it out. Um, but it is due to be released on November 11th of this year on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC all at the same time. Booyah. Um, yeah, why couldn't th- Destiny do that, motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that little nugget right there. Um, and this is something I didn't know. Players who pre-order the game are going to be able to access exclusive content from The Last Jedi, including ships and costumes. So uh, there's a little incentive there, too. I, I remember when we were initially talking about this, hey, I'm weary. <laughs> weary is a good word for us. We use that a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm concerned. I have, Hashtag weary. <laughs> Hashtag weary. I'm a little concerned about um, how uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is, and, uh, and that was me a few months ago. After seeing all the information that has come out, after E3, um, I'm getting it, and I'm going to pre-order it as well. I've I've made my decision. It looks really, really good. Of course, if you want to find any more information on that, I definitely recommend uh, starting with the E3 videos if you haven't. If you are wondering when the Battlefront 2 beta is going to begin, um, that will be on October 6th. So look out for that. Uh, you still have plenty of time to get your get your pre-order in. Um, and be a part of that beta as well. So make sure that you're signing up for that if you're a Battlefront fan. But uh, it, everything looks good. I mean, we're going to have storyline. We're going to have incredible graphics. Um, and we're going to have more Star Wars. What else do you want in your life? It's all there <laughs> in one package. Okay, okay so here, here's a good question. Um, you know, originally we talked, you were, just like me, very, very weary about this game. So what is it about all this information that's been released that kind of tipped you to I'm weary to okay I'm going to pre-order this shit and this is going to be awesome the amount of information that's been released they weren't they let me start over because <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate about this I'm okay. going to get it right so what's been the theme for us in the past two or three episodes of my life in games has been uh, we want more information it's not that you can you can't keep information from us as informed gamers. Uh, you absolutely can, but you have to be uh, you have to be admittant ad, admittant about what 
we need and try and meet us in the middle. What was the big feedback about Star Wars Battlefront 1? It was, uh, and what John Boyega uh, tweeted out that tweet, is it going to have... (laughs) Is it going to have storyline? For the love of God, let it have storyline. And they even made that a little tongue-in-cheek um, part of their introduction, you know, was John Boyega's his tweet and how much feedback it got, how many likes and retweets. It was ridiculous. So um, they were overtly communicative about the information they released based on what the game was lacking and what they're doing going forward. And from then, it's been um, this slew of conversations from the devs with um, people like, you know, IGN or GameSpot doing um, interviews and the amount of videos that they've come out with. I don't know. Just all of that helps helped me to make a decision based on they heard the plight of the gamer and what we wanted, and then they've also communicated in such a way that tells me they're really serious about making that um, completely different in the next game. And there's enough substance there from what they've shared as far as gameplay and videos, um, including the act- the actress who plays uh, the main character, as part of the E3 uh, pr- presentation was amazing. And uh, seeing her excitement in, in what she was doing, uh, I think, went a long way to sell it as well. So it's really just a whole package thing. The information was good. It was, it was poignant. It was, um, it's been nonstop. They're still releasing. They're still interviewing. And, um, and the devs have been really open about what, what we've said wasn't a, a good part about the game and how they're addressing it. So all of those things combined into one thing uh, for me that says, yeah, I'm going to pre-order it now because this feels right all right well uh and see so uh, again information can be quite powerful if you give us the information we might buy your shit (laughs) 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 okay so you know uh information can be a good thing now too much information you know i understand companies holding back certain things you don't want to spoil things uh stuff like that and and we've discussed this before but I think you got it right where they took, at least with this particular game and with this release, they're taking the time to, okay, well, the first one, this was lacking, that was lacking, we're addressing these. And they're coming out and say, okay, well, we've addressed this, that, and the other. Now, hopefully, it does live up to everything that they say, and they, they're not just blowing smoke up their up, up our asses, because that would really, really piss people off. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think there is, if nothing else, even if something is a little borked in the beginning, because let's face it, anything that has an, an online multiplayer component, usually the first couple of days can be, or a week or so, can be a little hectic because, you know, servers crash and things like that. Because for some reason, nobody ever seems to have enough fucking servers for their initial days of running a fucking online game. I don't know what it is. There's just this thing. Nobody can ever get that right. <laughs> but yeah. that that aside you know overall the game working and the mechanics and everything and of course we know it's going to look beautiful because they did a, an amazing job on the first one and me personally i will be uh when i do get this game it will be on on pc for sure um yeah 100 percent. and um uh for you pc as well yeah i'm gonna start with pc uh because okay. of it, the pretty the, the, shiny the, pretty. the pretty now with the pretty are you going to be streaming the pretty is the other question um since i this... will be streaming the pretty <laughs> now is this going to cut into some of your division time a little bit is this going to cause you to take a little bit of break from the division on upon release uh yes i have a feeling it won't take me very long i know how i am with new releases that i'm really excited about right um 
this one is is no different except it's Star Wars, so I guess it is different in that there's <laughs> it's fucking Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, it's more Star Wars, yeah. Did it yeah. really take me that much to change my mind to pre-order? I guess not. I mean, yeah, this all looks really good. I'm I'm in. It's Star Wars. Why I'm I know I'm going to buy it anyway, so I'm going to give you my money now. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll I think it'll affect a little bit of my stream time. Um and I've already I've already started making some different um some different graphics based on games that are coming up as well, just to kind of prepare uh, for the oh. schedule to be a little well, bit different. Go. So there you go. Yeah. Battlefront is definitely included. In well, that. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing some of the uh, Battlefront uh, online multiplayer with you, sir, on the pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, how is this going to look on uh, the Xbox X? The Xbox one X. Yes. That, that is, that is a question. Um, that is a big question. Xbox One X. How are you feeling about them? I mean, you already have a, a an Xbox One S, right? Or is it just a yep, one? Yep, have the oh. One S. Oh, and okay. I have a day one Xbox as well. So here's my question. Are you going to keep those and get a One X? Are you not going to get a One X? Or are you going to trade one of those in, in favor of the One X? Um, well, I'm keeping both of them, and I'm purchasing uh, a One X. Oh, wow. Uh, so what prompted that? Just just curious. I mean, you're already an, an Xbox fan as it is, but, you know, for you personally. Um, well, I, I think it was when I sat down with the wife, and she she watched it again with me. I'd already seen the E3 trailer, or the E3 presentation. And um, <clears throat> so I, I hit that old replay button on our TV, and um, we got done watching the whole E3 conference around the Xbox, and we and turned it off. And then she said, "So, I guess we're getting a 4K TV then." <laughs> and it was at that moment, <laughs> it was at that moment I knew I was getting an Xbox One X. Um, well, then you can also make make full use of your PS4 Pro as well. <laughs> exactly, which I need to unbox. It's still sitting here in the box. What the hell? Shame on me. I know, I know. Well, I've just been so busy. I'm all, I'm on PC and Xbox. Honestly, here we go again. The adult gamer life. Um, fitting in another console has been yeah. like just zero time. Uh, because uh, I'm good. The idea was to play the Division on PlayStation with that part of the community and. Um, Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, that, that's great. I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. And then I think about that level 1 to 30 grind that I've got to do before I can even play, you know, with yeah. the harder content. And, I, and it makes me sad panda. Well, well, Christmas is coming and Horizon Zero Dawn plus new DLC, my friend. Oh, yeah, I know. Some Horizon Zero Dawn would be awesome. But, yeah, I think that was a main, that was a main deciding factor for me is, is uh, the wife – wife and I have both played Xbox um, since the very beginning right. and not that I haven't had other consoles but um, you know when you've got your 10 or 11 year badge with Xbox and all of your saved games since the beginning of time on there um, makes it a little easier for me to go ahead and you know keep your gamer score and and go ahead and upgrade to the next Xbox but the 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 wife prefers to play on console as opposed to PC, unless it's an MMORPG like Star Wars: The Old Republic, uh, right. or a WoW type of situation. But uh, other than that, the rest of the game she prefers to play on Xbox. And and I like the controller life too. I like the console life. It's it's really cool to be able to sit in the living room as opposed to having to sit here in front of my computer and you know kind of this hutch, this closed-in area. Right. Um, it's nice for as long as the graphics are pretty, but sometimes it's nice to just sit out and kick your feet up and right. lay out on the couch with a controller and just chill. So. Um, I wouldn't say that, um, 
there was any, uh, there's not really been any other new information about Xbox. I'm not really excited about the VR aspect of it. Um, yeah, I could give a shit less about that right now. <laughs> yeah, that's not really, that's not really on my scope. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to upgrade our TV to 4K and, um, you know, we're already playing console anyway, so. Oh, it just seems like it's a match. It's going to work. I mean, are you going to are you going to go for the the 4K thing? I mean, is the 4K a really big deal for you? It would be if my living situation was different, but unfortunately, my own personal responsibilities and goals right now are um stopping me from probably going down that path just because I have other things that um I really really need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Uh Divorce has a tendency of draining one's bank account and, and many debts that need to be taken care of. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, I have to be a responsible fucking adult right now, um, and uh, try to um, take care of those things and uh, kind of get myself back to uh, back to neutral, so to speak, uh, before I start really worrying about trying to go full bore forward again. Because um, originally, my plans for this year were much different than, of course, obviously what they they turned out to be even last year. Um, so I mean, my PC probably won't get upgraded till probably not for another year or so before I get a new graphics card or anything. Not that I need to, but you know, if I was going to, if I had the money, I, I would. Um, but obviously, right now, that's that's not going to happen. In, in 4K, obviously, you know, the the prices of, of screens, whether it be a monitor or TV uh, on the 4K, the longer it's out, it's going to go down. So, um, you know, I mean, unless I see happen to something happens or I see some good deals Black Friday, and I'm like, oh hey, look, 4K, I can get that for a good deal. Oh, okay. Um, but then my current set, which is a good 60 inches, it's a sharp Aquos, it's pretty as hell. Yes, it's not 4K, but it's pretty as hell, and um, you know, it still works great i've had it you know for a while and uh i have no reason to really replace it right now and since my whole life is in a 10 by 10 cube upgrading right now probably not the best idea <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people right now are on either on one side or the other when it comes to the xbox one x uh, from what i've seen in in the twitterverse it's um it's either yes i'm definitely getting one or no i'm i'm not anytime soon uh, especially not like on release day. Um, yeah. the price was a deciding factor on that. Although I felt like four ninety nine is is actually pretty good. Fair. It, it, it seems fair with with the amount of power they put into it. Yeah, I agree. There's it's a it's a powerful machine. I think there's going to be a lot that they can do with it, um, spanning the next few years and just unlocking its potential as as devs do over time. Yep. Um, also, it's. It's a great um, all-in-one kind of media center thing. You know, if you're used to the the Xbox treatment when it comes to your media, um, I kind of prefer it over Sony's. So you know, if, if that's your thing, and that's a deciding factor, you can plug all your stuff into it and just have an all-in-one deal. Then I think that's great too. But there was um, there was a lot more contrast. Um, between the people that were going to buy it and people that just simply weren't. I didn't see anybody that was like, no, nah, you know, I'm going to think about it a little bit. Why do you think that is over the Xbox? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think for some people, because you're looking at essentially now this will be iteration number three of the Xbox One, and a lot of people already have a regular Xbox or One S, or they're thinking, hey, now that the One X is going to come out, there's probably going to be a price drop in the other ones. So if I go ahead and want to get one, I don't have to spend the 499 One of the other ones will probably be even cheaper and i can get in on the xbox brand if they don't already have one for less um mm. in my particular case i have a pretty good gaming pc and most stuff that i would play on xbox one 
I can get on PC. So I have even less reason to to go get one. Although I had considered it. I mean, if you showed me some exclusives and stuff, I'd be a little bit more tempted to try to figure out how to squirrel away that 500 bucks to get one. Yeah. Granted, it wouldn't have been on release day. It probably would have been, you know, partly into next year, but I would have got one. But right now, again, with the, with everything else, plus the fact, like I said, I have a decent enough uh, gaming PC. And again, that limited time thing. Shit. I, I don't even necessarily get to play the Switch as much as I want to, let alone, you know, play PC stuff or uh, throw another console in there. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel you. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. And from the standpoint of um, the people the people that they weren't appealing to with their E3 presentation, um, whether they're starkly PC or, or um, they play more heavily on the PlayStation side, we didn't see many of those, at least in my community, many of them saying, yeah, this year I'm definitely going to try. I've never had an Xbox before. I had the Xbox 360, and this Xbox I really makes me want to buy I had several 360s back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we went through quite a few 360s, if you remember. Yeah. Um, the Red Ring of Death. Oh, bastard. Uh, evil just never ended. Uh, but you said exclusives. You mentioned specifically exclusives, and I had in my mind um, the the lack of exclusives, um, the fact that the console kind of looks basically like an Xbox One. Like it, It's not really that different. Yeah, it's smaller, but I didn't see anything aesthetically to really stand out and say, hey, this is the new Shiny. Um, the games look great, but to your point, there wasn't anything that you couldn't easily and readily get on PC, you know, for the most part. Um, was there anything else that kind of stood out to you about Xbox? We really enjoyed it because we play Xbox, but again, we didn't see the people coming over across the fence from other consoles to say, yeah, I'm definitely going to get that because it looks so new and shiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, that pretty much, much uh, uh, covered it again. Um, you know, when, when you have, uh, between my like I said, between the PC and the Switch, most stuff that I want to play, I have right there. Plus, again, uh, a time constraint. Um, but for those who have other systems, if you have everything but Xbox, there's not a whole lot of reason to go get one other than say, "Yep, I have them all now." <laughs> <laughs> I've got all of the things. I mean, if you, if you have more game time, maybe you're a person who has a job that pays well, and you only have to work fucking 15 hours a week. And if you do, fucking awesome, and you've got more time to play games, or maybe you know you just you don't date, you don't have a partner, whatever, or maybe, you know, whatever the case, you know, and you just got more time, or maybe you do have a partner and, and you guys both game a shit ton and you share and you both like fucking work on these games and you can just sit there and plow through some games and, well, may, maybe, you know, that last little console is, is a thing for you. So there's, re there's really a, a, lot, a lot of factors. I think just for a lot of people like me, most of the games, whether it's on PC or PS4 or whatever, most of the games that they would play on Xbox, they can get elsewhere. So if you already have somewhere else you can play most of those games, then there's not as much of a, a want to go get the new device. Yeah, I agree. But outside of the Xbox, there were some other games. Um, yes. Yes. There were. That really piqued our attention, I think. And I'm, I'm speaking specifically of the indie games that came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there's a couple, one of which I've been kind of, loosely following from time to time which is releasing on ps4 xbox switch mac and pc like it's releasing on fucking everything 
and yes, even even fucking you know Mac, a fucking Apple computer is actually gonna have like normal like not have to do weird shit to play this game. So that's fucking good. <laughs> Everything but Linux. <laughs> Sorry, we'll Linux. Windows CE back. <laughs> um, uh, Battle Chasers Night War, which actually looks pretty fucking fun. It's a role playing game, and it's actually by. Uh, THQ Nordic, which for anybody who's followed THQ, you know that a while back they kind of like fell apart and then someone else bought them out and all this other shit. But anyway, they exist and, and this game actually looks pretty fucking fun. I will get it. I will actually probably get it on the Switch most likely, but yeah, I might get it on PC. We'll see. Either way, I'll, I'll get it. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, it's not the most prettiest graphics in the world, but it looks interesting enough that I will. I want to play it. I want to see what the hell this is all about. As long as the price isn't ridiculously stupid, because some games have come out indie and been overpriced. Agreed. So hopefully that's not the case, unless of course it has like a shit ton of fucking content. In which case, then I'm okay paying a little more. Because um, there's been some indie games that I've enjoyed a lot of. Uh, Bastion, Transistor. Um, there's a couple others I've played. Can't think of right off right off hand, but there's there's been a few indie games I've played and they've actually been a lot of fun. So, you know, and of course others I've played that have been complete and total utter shit. <laughs> uh how about for you? You know, what's what's some of the indie titles you've been looking at, whether it's multi platform uh, or otherwise? One in, yeah, there's one in particular that I was I was really excited about, um, that I've discovered a little more recently. Um this is a, a game by Serenity Forge and Dim Bulb Games. It's called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. And uh, it's described as a, a bleak American folktale about traveling, sharing stories, and surviving manifest destiny. Um, so that everything is in this really stylistic artwork um, and uh, kind of an, old, an older American folktale um, uh, presence about it, you know, that's, it's got an old timey feel to it in a video game that's highly stylized and very like painting. Everything's kind of like a painting. It's hard to oh. describe, but it's, it's really cool. Um, how they present it to you. You're, you're, you're telling stories, you meet people and, and, uh, uh, I don't know. You just have to check it out. Actually, you can go to where the water tastes like wine.com and, uh, and watch the trailer. It is really, really cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. There's, of course, there's there's dozens more, but right right now that one has my attention. I think it's going to be one that I I get right off the bat too, as soon as it's available. Okay, cool. And um, as far as some some non indie games, uh, but uh, still nonetheless worth mentioning because they are kind of on the radar. Um, one long running series, particularly uh, on PC, but also it's been on several consoles, is the East series. Spelled a Y-S. I know some people say Y's, but... And there's like 20 other ways people like to pronounce the damn game, but I say East because that's just how it seems like it should be said for me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> point being, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, is now, they're actually releasing a new one in the series. Uh, number, looks like, 8. And it's going to be on PlayStation 4 Vita, which I'm actually surprised about because Sony fucking dropped support for that a while ago and essentially they're trying to let that ship sink and it won't because it's actually a pretty good system that if they would have properly fucking backed it would have done better but anyway that aside but it's also on pc as well which again goes back to my point things that are also on pc so why should i go get a specific console um and one other game uh which i originally played on playstation 3 the first one uh but the second one is coming out on ps4 and once again pc uh, in fact in november 
by Level 5 uh, as a developer, Nino Kuni 2. The first one was a lot of fun um, and had quite quite a compelling story. It, it was it was pretty fun and ha- kind of had like almost like, I want to say, Pokemon-type mechanics as far as you, you capture monsters and raise them and make them better, make them fight and do shit. But your characters also can fight and use abilities as well. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It's a JRPG, uh, you know, single player, all that good stuff. But the second one looks fun. Unfortunately... Um, Xenoblade 2 will be coming out, so I'll probably, you know, Xenoblade 2 is going to be my primary, and, and then I'll probably pick up Nino Kuni uh, later on, or maybe as something to take a break if I end up throwing a controller or a Switch playing Xenoblade. No, I won't throw my Switch. I might throw the controller, but I won't <laughs> throw the damn system. That would be bad. <laughs> uh, just in case it pisses me off, you know. Uh, so there it is, you know, to try to break some stuff up. We'd like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to know more, you can follow us on Twitter at Silas and Sage. You can also take a moment and come join us in our live streams. Sage is located on Twitch at Orangey Eros Age, and Silas is on Mixer at Silas underscore Liver. For more podcast episodes, you can download them on iTunes, Google Play, and of course, our home on Podbean. This has been My Life in Games with Silas and Sage, and we will see you in two weeks.